Did they write mean things about me? No. Which we no, I don't okay. want that to happen right now. Why? Because you your hair is really greasy. My, I'm a I feel bad for you now. <laughs> There's sympathy. But anyway, thank you for everyone. It smells nice. Mm. Do you ever rub the back of your scalp? No, you've done this. You're... I I wash my hair. You've asked me to smell your scalp many times, and it's gross. I I wash my hair every day so my scalp doesn't ever accumulate smell. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. talk show host and entertainment reporter. I'm also the editor of LaineyGossip.com and oh I am a BTS Yeah, fan. you are. I'm Sasha Tong. I am a producer at an entertainment show here in Canada. I'm also a fashion and beauty columnist on LaineyGossip.com. And, and I am not a big BTS fan. But this is What's Your Drama, where we gossip about you. Continually falling out. I will talk to you about this. Okay. Love it when you talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> so, can, but except well, you kind of brushed over what I was saying, which is my hair is falling out. Is your hair falling out? Well, yeah, I lose hair every day. Yeah, but uh, at an alarming rate, because I feel like I'm losing my hair at an alarming rate. Were you stressed three to six months ago? I've been stressed for 13 months straight. Well, when you when you lose, like when something shitty, crazy is happening yeah. with your hair, it's a result of stress that was ex- like, like that you had experienced three to six months ago. That is how it works. Well, that tracks. Six months ago was probably January. So yes. So that's why? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So what's, sorry, go back to your oh, hair. So maybe that's my situation. So I don't wash my hair very often because mm-hmm. we talked about this because it's, fine. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't get super greasy. But all of a sudden last week, I like the, uh, my roots. Yeah. I'm trying to show you. I can see. Um, I'm a fucking grease ball. Now I used like this hair product to put my hair up in a ponytail. Then I washed it. And then my roots have been greasy. So then I washed it again. My roots were still Your hair actually looks greasy right now. I know. I'm actually sorry. This is I. I'm not. I'm not putting it on. Like I've never actually seen your hair greasy before. Exactly. Exactly. And you've known me for years. You've also known me to not wash my hair often. Yeah. And even when it's on day four, it doesn't look greasy normally. Except some shit's happening. I mm. wash my hair like this morning. You are looking <gasps> at freshly washed no. hair. A double wash. So I washed once, rinsed, washed again. Rinsed and and at five p.m. it's greasy. The minute no 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 the minute it dried it was I could feel it. So it must be your shampoo. You must be using it's I'm it's the same shampoo I've been using. Like I've been using the same shampoo. I think that's what sometimes happens. At a certain point, you've used the same product for so long that your hair is like bye bye. Let me counter. Okay. So then I was like, okay, 
must be my shampoo. So today's double wash was head and shoulders. Oh, you have you have head and shoulders on standby? No, are you I back in 1992? I went and ordered. I was like, let me get the fucking strippiest, driest right. shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> right, which would be head and shoulders for sure. And so I went and got a fresh bottle of head and shoulders, double washed this morning. And even while it was drying, it was I was a grease ball. And I'm a total grease yeah, ball. Yeah, right I've never but noticed I, that. There's no product in my hair. I don't know what's happening. Well, you know, the all the the thing that is always problematic is hormones. So I'm just going to say hormones. But it is greasy. That, like, right? it also looks like it's like it sticking. Touched, yes. like, you, it no, but the sides greasy. look like, <laughs> like you were just out in a rainstorm. <laughs> I know. Like, have you ever seen my hair do this? Oh my God, I find this so satisfyingly funny. Um, yeah, because your hair is typically perfect all the time. It's imperfect today. Look how thin it looks. I'm dying. It looks so funny right now. It's, it's look. It looks greasy. It looks right? wet. It looks like you've just come from a bit of a shower. Like from the, just let people know, from my part to halfway down to my ears, it looks greasy. Then the rest of it is great and usual. But- I don't know what to do. I don't know. I just double washed it this morning. So now, like, you know what I'm going to do? Tomorrow, I'm going to wash it with tea tree. Oh, okay. Like just tree shampoo. Okay, yeah. Which is also like super stripping. Right. There's going to be people who listen to this who will send in tips, I'm sure. But again, I think it's just hormones. Well, that's some crazy fucking oil on the scalp, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty crazy that in... In like what nine hours, your hair. Sash, nine hours is an exaggeration because I washed it at seven. By eight, it was greasy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna call you tomorrow morning because I'm I'm fine. I don't need you to call me. I'm gonna call you at seven. I'm gonna look at my hair on FaceTime, and then (laughs) I'm gonna call you back again at eight. And you're gonna, I'm gonna be like, look how fucking greasy it is. I don't know. What is happening? Why are you? Why is this so fucking funny to you? You're like crying. I have no. You're a horrible person. I have nothing in my life. Delighting in. Yes, it's funny because I keep on saying like eight or nine hours, and you're like no after. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. Everyone's disgusting. I'm disgusting. I have no hair anymore. Your hair is fucking oh, wet all the time. I'm looking at your fucking thick ass hair that is non-greasy okay, right now. Okay, it's not greasy, but it's dry. And it's falling out. <laughs> Look, clumps. Anyway, um, this was not what we were supposed to talk about, so we may or may not include this. We want to well, talk about... Fine. Well, we kind of want to talk about hair. Yes. hair. We want to follow up on um, your stream issue that you brought up on our last podcast and I want to thank everybody who sent in their um what would you call them like just like their tips and tricks on how to like stream straight um so we got a couple of things one most people had there there were varying um takes on that some people said oh hey it's because your pubic hair is long no, if you have pubic no. hair, then it helps the stream go straight. If you don't have a lot of pubic hair, like if you Brazilian, then your stream can kind of go all over the place. Then some other people said, hey, make sure you when you go pee, you put your pants around your pants and your underwear around your ankles so that you have 
like a good sturdy spread. And right, there was one you theory don't... you were not buying. I, I forwarded it to you and you were like, I'm not buying that. I think which was about the pubic hair, right? Yeah. There's one person who has a theory where if your puss is bald, then, you know, your pee dribbles down. Right. Your fucking Because there's nothing to catch. Sure. Um, and then if, but if you're not bald and you've got some hair there. I am telling you, I have the dribble, hair or no hair. Yeah. I am generally bald, but I mean, even when I let it go a little bit, yeah, it's the same. I will. How about you? Well, do you, whatever. It, it, do you it does. Tell people if your puss is bald or not. Well, it's not because I, I've, well, that's another whole issue that I think is weird that people, I, I can't at plus 40 look like a two-year-old. I feel like that's wrong. I want to go away from that. I appreciate anyone who is down for that. I can't Nobody anymore. Is seeing it on me. Well, uh, you are. That's an, that's enough. I don't want to. Yeah, but I do it for comfort. I don't fucking love the, comfort. You know, I'm a scratchy I know. person. I know that is true. Fine. Um, so interestingly, though, so did you try the putting your um, underwear or pants around your ankle? Well, they're generally low. No, like, but I low. Know. That's low. That's a specific place. Like, I don't like typically when you put, go to sit and pee, your shit hovers around your knees. This was saying, please push and scrunch all your undergarments down to your ankles. That was her hot tip. Have I, you done that? I, I just, no, but I, I don't see what well, the tip is, why it I, would work. I don't know, but maybe you should try that. <clears throat> I say that because. because mm-hmm. Okay, but weren't they saying it's because they want you to like spread your legs wide open? Yes, I think that is the thing. So that, even if my pants were down around my but ankles, you haven't tried I, how far they're okay. Do you fucking straddle the toilet seat? <laughs> okay. So when I got that email, I was like, oh, interesting. I don't know why that would work. But fun fact is I love Dragon's Den and Shark Tank, like with every bone in my body. I watch it. I never miss an episode. I literally buy something from a Friday or Thursday episode <laughs> every week. Every new episode, I buy something from Dragon's Den or Shark Tank. One of the things that I bought back in the day was the squatty potty. Do you know what the squatty potty is? I do. Yes. So I have been implementing the squatty potty because the squatty potty makes you do like that Chinese person squat, you know, like your legs are on either side of the toilet basically. And you have to, it's a bench. It's a bench. It's a little, yeah. But it has little foot places. So you're really, you're not, yes. so you, your each foot is on either side of the toilet basically up front. Yeah. And it does, it does get you in a position whereby your pee doesn't dribble as much. So I will say I got to test that out more, that theory, but I did do it a couple of times with the squatty potty because the squatty potty is disgusting. Um, it's just like a really weird thing to have on your toilet, but we do have it because it's supposed to make you shit better, which by the way, maybe you should try. I did. Oh. Yeah. You bought the squatty potty. <laughs> no, I was gifted. Oh, okay. And it, you didn't like it. Mm. Well, maybe try Mm-mm. try it for the peeing and see if it works. Well, I don't dribble pee every time. I just wanted to know, like, what is the science between, you know, dribble peeing and straight peeing? No one gave us science. So- <laughs> there was no science. Beyond, like, you know, should you do a fucking fold adjustment, you know, a flap adjustment? Some people said that. Some people said that. Yeah. There were people who said, yeah, just like move those move those power lips over so that you can do what you need to do. <laughs> so 
So we can't. <laughs> I don't know. This is where we're at. Nothing really has changed except that okay. other people except feel. I, my hair is still greasy. That we'll have to tackle another time. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. It's very Are we wet. ready it's with very wet? Okay. Yeah. Go. Are we ready? We're ready with questions? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Sasha and Lainey, I adore my husband with all my heart. We've been together for 15 years and are very happy and in love. As a child and teenager, my husband Ryan, not his real name, a sensitive artistic soul, was relentlessly bullied. And while adulthood has been very kind to him, he still carries the weight of the insecurities that were developed in those years. My favorite part of getting to know Ryan was watching him slowly find the confidence to truly be himself around me and the friends we made together. His quirky sense of humor, his nerdy references, his sense of contentment in the comfort of being accepted for who he is. Ryan frequently embarrasses me when he's drunk. It is not a new development. This has been a recurring issue over the years, and I've chosen not to discuss it with him out of fear that in the light of day and sober, he'd become really embarrassed and retreat back into his shell of insecurity. To be clear, these are somewhat mild issues and not him being inappropriate, offensive, or insensitive, which would be addressed immediately. For example, he forgets to put the toilet seat down when he's drinking, and I hate knowing that my female bubble friend may go into the washroom after him. When playing a board game with an extremely small group of bubble friends, he sneezed, obviously a wet sneeze, into his hands, wiped them on his pants, and was ready to keep playing. As if I was his mother, I told him to go wash his hands and felt mortified. He loses his manners when it comes to personal space and actions. He's the person that, if someone decides to drink water or club soda, will not stop encouraging them to have an alcoholic drink. That's me. That one especially. <laughs> yeah, go on. That one especially bothers me. How would you handle this? Is it time for me to share these feelings with him? And if yes, should I do it in a serious way or a casual way? Or knowing that he's just enjoying being drunk, silly, and somewhat harmless, should I leave it be? To note, I am also drinking in these instances, but rarely get fully drunk. I've tried addressing the issues in the moment, but it never goes well as I detest being the couple in the corner having a talk at a party. Even worse now as we are only socializing with two to four people at a time and so uncomfortable. I'm in my mid-30s. My husband is in his mid-40s. We have no children. Thank you for your consideration of my question, Julie, not my real name. Okay. Julie's embarrassed about Ryan when he gets drunk. Okay. But to be clear, Ryan doesn't get molesty, handsy. He doesn't make racially offensive jokes when he's drunk. He mm -hmm. doesn't make homophobic jokes when he's drunk. Like, it's very, very minor shit. Yes. Okay. So, what's your take? I mean, I you know what my take's going to be. And unfortunately, I'm, I, I'm mortified by Corey all the time. In, <laughs> in before days when we were out, mortified. Like, I don't... Well, you you know that. Like, I, I I want to feel for our writer here, but I'm like, he doesn't put the toilet seat down? I've had to literally clean projectile barf from the ceiling to the floor from Corey when we have been out. Like, I, like this, I, I'm, I'm not even phased by any of this. Um, but I understand, I, 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 sorry, what was her name? Julie. Julie. Like, I... I feel like Julie's getting a lot of secondary embarrassment when there doesn't really need to be any. I feel like she's making, and I like how she's sensitive and I like how she's wanting to make sure that all her friends are comfortable and feel like comfortable in her house. I think that's a really nice hostess trait. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't really think that her husband's doing anything that's that bad. Like let him live. Like no one 
drink so that they can be the same. They drink so they can let loose a bit. Like, you know, I, no harm, no foul here. Like, as you said at the top of this, like he's not doing anything insensitive. He's not doing anything rude. He's not doing anything that makes someone feel outwardly uncomfortable. Like the whole point of drinking is to like do some stupid shit sometimes. I agree. Like I, I, Julie, I don't want to be like, we're not supportive of you, but you know, I was bracing for some shit. Yeah. You know, I was like, and he, Again, like he's having a good time. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think that if he's drunk and that's the only time he leaves the toilet seat up, well, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, but your, your focus on that seemed to be like, you don't want your friends to think badly. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you have friends <laughs> who would hold that against this great guy, like, he the way you described him at the beginning julie of this email was like this is such a great person like he's found himself yeah he's come around he's really like stepping into his own groove mm -hmm. i bet you people adore him totally like he sounds like he and so i i have a hard time thinking that your friends would hold these things against him even the sneeze thing like whatever i mean like is he the kind of person who deliberately sneezed and then was like, here, have my COVID yeah, germs exactly. smearing it all over people? No, it, it's just like in the moment, he's just having a really good time and losing his inhibitions. That is so one. And and people still want to come over. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> right? It means that they enjoy your company and his company. Yeah. So I, I, I feel, Julie, maybe a little bit here you're worried about what other people think mm -hmm. and I think that you're focusing on the wrong things that they might think I have a feeling that your friends what they think of Ryan is he's the best well I, think, I already think he's the best I think if anybody is putting out weird vibes it's probably her like like I'm sure that they're the only weirdness that her friends are getting is like that uncomfortable intention mm -hmm. that yeah um what's her name why do I have no memory Julie that Julie yeah. is exhibiting, you know, like, yeah. so maybe just like, instead of thinking that you have to have a talk with him, instead of like trying to mommy him in the moment, maybe your next experiment is to like, let loose mm -hmm. and not worry and see how that goes. Like if you can like, let go of all this, like, I don't know, I don't even want, I, like, it's not like he's not minding his P's and Q's, but my point being like, next time, Try to let loose, enjoy the moment, enjoy it with him, and then see what mm -hmm. happens. Like maybe you'll realize that the stiffness and the weirdness was just coming from you. Plus, I yeah. shouldn't throw Corey under the bus. I am a heat fucking score when I drink. Like I am embarrassing all the time. So I just kind of think you also, as a partner, have to like just put up with oh. that shit too. Like you're embarrassing as fuck as well. <laughs> I'm fucking the worst. Right? And I've seen Yasik like literally like be a garbled oh mess. God. And I don't think, and that's what it is. I don't think anything. Like when I see Yasik, like. Do you remember that night? Yes. He was baked as fuck. In the car. He came to pick us up in the car and we went to Andy's concert. Yes. It and was like he, you and Corey, like you and Corey were pointing at Yasik like entertainment. Like he was the fool. His brain was mutated and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Right. So if, if people can like everyone's out trying to have a good time or everyone's trying to be inside and have a good time. So let the good times roll as opposed to like police it. Yeah, Julie, um, 
we're not going to say good luck because you don't need any. No, you're with good. a great person. You're good. Let's swap. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, next question. Um, hi, Sasha and Lainey. Uh, heads up, I've changed my name, so feel free to use it. My name is Julia. I live in Vancouver, and I have a fashion account on Instagram and sometimes sell things I've sewn on there as well. I have about 7,000 followers, not a ton by any means, but enough that I'm regularly fielding message requests and chatting with followers in a casual, friendly way in DMs. Every once in a while, I get messages from people who want to be friends and want to hang out in real life. Every time I get one of these, they sound very kind and sincere and sweet. The thing is, I share a lot about myself on Instagram, and so sometimes I think the people behind these messages feel like they know me, even though it's all still curated, and even if they do feel like they know me, I think sometimes the people behind these messages don't realize I know virtually nothing about them. So it's a little weird to go on a friend hang with a person who feels like they know you already and you and already feel like you'd get along when you don't really know much about them. I have a bit of stranger danger when it comes to new people and the way um, the way you two talk about. I have a group of friends that I love and I have a few side hustles that keep me incredibly busy so I don't have a lot of time to meet new people. I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I'm just not looking for new in-person friendships. They take a lot of energy that I don't have right now. Any advice on how to politely decline these friendship requests without coming across like a total bitch? Because with my Instagram, because my Instagram account is essentially a business, I don't want to have any, have a bad reputation or hurt anyone's feelings because the people asking to hang out do seem genuinely sweet, but I'm just not interested. Thanks in advance, Julia. Okay. I mean, I, okay. Well, no, uh, this, I, I, you're talking, Julia's talking to two people who are, well, Sasha thinks that she's friendly and is welcoming of all people. I am. I have. I am. So I'm just going to say that. I know that you can fucking giggle your fucking ass away, but it's true. If anybody was to pick who was the kinder of us and friendlier person, you That's don't think like they'd say me? Diarrhea. Yeah, it is sure diarrhea. You're right. So okay. I don't know wait. why you're like glorying and I'm not glorying but I now I'm going to compliment you because I was while I think I'm nicer in real life maybe to people I equally think you're nice to people because you have made friends with some people that you've met through social media so I do want to pass this one to you because you would be the least likely to do that but you actually have forged friendships with people so how did you do that and how do you how did you comb through like safety, non-safety things when it comes to that? Well, I haven't met any. Like, you know, my 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 friend Liz, my BTS The New friend, York friend. New York. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're only on like WhatsApp together. But that's because you guys right. met pandemic. Like I've, I haven't flown you, to New York. You, but you're going to. I'm going to. And then Liz and I will like for sure hook up 100%. Yeah, okay. But- it's because we've maintained like a WhatsApp relationship for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that's Julia. I think that um, to me, the way I look at it, I haven't read any of these friend requests 
from people that you're getting. But to me, I think that it's an overstep for someone to reach out to you in DMs and for them to expect that like you get one DM from them and the next thing you're doing is- Hanging out? Going for coffee? Hanging out. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So I- Like, I think, I don't know if you're putting the pressure on yourself to do that, but business person or not, that isn't, to me, an outrageous thing for any client or Instagram follower to expect of anyone. That one message should result in let's meet up. How about if there's more messages, right? And so she's being, she's putting on her business hat and being nice to like a couple of people, right? And those people take that as, oh, like hey, like maybe we could be friends. We live in the same city. Like I enjoy you. You're writing me back sometimes. Where does she go with that? Yeah. So if if it's if it's people then that Julia has actually started messaging back and you've started messaging a lot, then to me, and that person has then said, hey, let's take this in like off, like mm-hmm. offline in person. Mm-hmm. I... I I would like, like I said I want to read the context of these messages like w- how this is happening. Yeah, I would have loved you to know known because, that. Yeah, I I kind of want to know that too. Because Julia d- obviously doesn't feel that they've gotten to that point because right. Julia doesn't want d- doesn't know that person. So then my question to Julia would be like what are you like how how are these conversations being exchanged? Like what's going on in these conversations? Do you ask questions like you know, what do you do, Jane? Right, right. You know, and um, thanks for buying my thing, Jane. Like, how did it feel? Where did you wear it? Like, I mean, I would expect that there's some sort of conversational back and forth. Mm-hmm. But to Julia's, to get back to like whether or not you should feel obligated to meet anybody, fuck no. no. Like, you know, is your obligation to answer maybe some queries and DMs? Sure. Um, but I'm not sure that you have to, you know, expand your real friend, like, world. Well, I think, and and maybe Julia and you and me, we all kind of come from that same, like, old school way of making friends. But to be honest, a lot of people meet their friends through social media, right? Like, that is how a lot of people get access to a whole bunch of other people. And they do forge friendships and they do make friendships and they do hang out outside. So that's a thing that happens. But if that doesn't, if that's out of your comfort zone, I don't think, Julia, like you should step out of your comfort zone just because other people do that. And on top of that, like it goes back to Lainey's point, like if you're not having, if you don't know the people that you're talking to, then you sure as shit should not meet them out in the real world. Um, I think what's great about like Instagram and I have like, I feel like I have pen pals, right? Like I chat with people, like I quote unquote know people because we have back and forth, but I am definitely not going to meet anyone out in the real world unless like we're actually friends or like we're actually starting to be friends. Um, So Julia's question is, how does she politely decline these things? And I feel like if people are like, hey, you want to like, go to I don't don't know what these requests are, but like, oh, you want to go like have a coffee, go to Jerry. Well, that's what I mean. If you can know COVID three times, then that person needs to get the hint, right? If you go, no, I'm busy, no, I'm busy, no, I'm busy, AKA no COVID, no COVID, no COVID, then that person should get the hint. If they are still pushing for like friendship hangs, then I would block. Like I would block at that point. Cause that's over, like that's weird. Don't you think? For sure. Yeah, for sure. But I I think that I think Julia, you have a kind of built in thing here where 
you're in Vancouver, so it means you're in Canada. And in Canada, like, um, the situation isn't great in a lot of places, including Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Vancouver's more open than where you and I live, Sash. Yeah. But Vancouver's not in the clear. No. Like, people should not be fucking hanging out with strangers. People. Okay, but how about outside of the pandemic? Hopefully when this is all said and done and we go back to real life, Julia still has a business. Julia will still have people coming into her DMs wanting to hang. So when there is that time where COVID is an excuse. I think that's now where Julia needs to be a little bit more judicious Mm -hmm. about like if if you're not like going to let it get there, then your responses have to be more succinct to the point and, you know, not engaging in that way. Right. But how about if she's not engaging, but there's just like some people who overstep their boundaries? How does she say, like, does she have to outright come leave out? Leave them on read. Mm, okay. And just right? and just leave and like ghost them. Yeah. Because if you leave them, here's the thing. I hear what Julia is saying about like worrying about losing a customer. That said, I this is not a customer at the point where they're stalking you. Like, right. <laughs> right. You're losing a stalker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I but hear But how if they're you. not a stalker? How about if very... they're just lonely? Like, Vancouver is actually very notoriously hard to meet people. So how about if they're like, oh, I fucking like her. And, like, we would probably get along. Like, it's the same way as, like, I would say to Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen, oh, my God, we would get along. Like, fucking let's hang. And she would be like, no, you're a fucking insane person. I don't know who you are. But I get that, right? Because I feel like I know Chrissy Teigen and I know who I am and I know we'd probably get along. <laughs> So, right? I've never asked her to hang out, nor would I fucking right. ever. But I get that mentality where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you don't know me, but I like, I know me and I know you and we would fucking like mesh well. Right? So that could be the mentality of the people who are in her DMs. So yeah, I think that, I think that Julia might need to be a little bit more direct. Like if someone says, oh, do you want to hang out? I would first start with being a little passive and just be like, oh, I'm busy. I can't. Thanks for the offer. And then if it comes back again, I would just be like, oh, like I'm a little bit like I've got some stranger danger. I don't really like hang out with people like I have my small group of friends. Like I think you can be honest in those situations as opposed to having to like be sheepish about it. Just be like you can politely just say, no, I'm busy or be like, oh, I'm just like I'm I have like social anxiety. I don't really meet people outside of like my friend group. But thank you so much. Thank you for your support. Like I love chatting with you like this way. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can still let them down softly. I want to know though, like what, how the friendship request, because it's not a button. It's not like friendship request. It's not like yes, no. It, what, how, how these friendship requests are articulated. Well, we don't like, know I that. Just, I'm just curious. But I'm sure it's like, hey, you, oh, you're in Vancouver. Do you, have you ever been to fucking, I don't know, Kitts Beach? You want to meet there one time? I don't know. It's got to be something See, that, like that. I don't know. I mean, I do. I like I get it. I get it that you're trying to um, come from the perspective of someone who is shooting their shot. And that's really, you know, and that's we've encouraged people to shoot their shot yeah. all the time on social media, like to go for it. Yeah. Right. I think that, you know, with someone like Julia, who legitimately has a business, it's a fashion account, 7000 followers. That's not small. Nope. That's not, to me, that's not the same as shooting your shot with somebody you're just like, you know, you met and you're there literally only for the social connection and not the, um, not the like product right. thing. Right. Right. That's, that to me is the difference here. Okay. Where 
I still encourage people to go shoot their shot, meet people in community groups, message boards, whatever. Yeah. But this is like, there's a very clear distinction with what Julie is doing, that it is a business, as she's saying here. And yes, part of the customer service is to get back to people, say thank you for supporting my product. I really appreciate it. This is so great. But Julia but says that, that. But Julia says she shares a lot of who she is on Instagram. A lot of people's businesses are tied up into who they are as well, right? Like, get to know me. This is a let me do these fucking live Q and A's. Let me like, you know, it is about that. It is about come buy my shit, but also get to know me as well. So it is a bit of a blurry line. Like, I get why some people might be like, oh, like she's let me in. So like, is she down? for a hang. I think that that's a line that is like, I wouldn't fucking cross. But there are some people out there who are like, I need a friend. I live in Vancouver. Like, you seem cool. Would you want to fucking hang out? I mean, this reminds me, for some reason, my brain went to the whole Rachel Hollis um, um, controversy. Remind me? Why do I know that name? Like that super popular um, Instagrammer and she's written books and she's got like millions of followers. And lately, all her shit has been bad because... She did this Instagram post where, oh God, she's American, and she did this Instagram post where she spoke not very kindly of like the her like um, cleaning service. Person. Oh, for fuck's sake, she was Remember a that nightmare. You know that? Oh God, right? and fuck. then she went and offered an apology, but oh, her apology yes. ended up being really, equally like, as bad. Equally oh. as bad, and then, but her like she's the kind of influencer who is definitely sharing her life, yeah. right? And because of her following, got really, really big and is mega rich now mm-hmm. and has like a big business. Um, but I, I think too, in those situations, also like, we, I think, and you always talk about this, don't, shouldn't we be savvier then as uh, social media consumers? Like there is the, a difference between somebody who starts off like Julia, like the goal of Julia, I think, given that she's an entrepreneur, is to keep growing and growing yeah. and growing and growing, right? And Julia's been pretty transparent about the fact that she sews things, whatever they are. She didn't like mm-hmm, give us mm-hmm. that much detail because we don't want to like, you know, identify, like have her compromise. But like, this is somebody who has a, a definite, like, a, a very clear and transparent purpose mm-hmm. with what they're doing on Instagram. And I think we have to get a little bit more savvy or the general public being like, this is Julia. She makes things that are really great. And in order to like right. tell the story <laughs> right. of this thing that she sewed, yes. she talked about the time that she went down to the beach and she was like, oh, I need a blanket and I'm just going to sew one. And that's, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that is yeah. where people have to distinguish between I'm really interested in this person's storytelling as an enhancement of this thing that she's sewing and selling, as opposed to this woman who's sewing and selling and telling me stories is going to be my best friend. Like, listen, I agree with you, but I'm telling you the facts are lots of people have friendships that are made and started through Instagram, through Twitter, through fucking Pinterest. I don't know if that's true about Pinterest, but Twitter and Instagram, lots of people make friends that way. So yes, should we be savvy? Totally. I totally agree with you. But I also am like, there's a whole other subset of humans that are making friends by doing that, by saying, hey, I don't care if you sew or not, you seem cool. Want to fucking like hang? But And the key to that is social media chemistry. That happens too. Yeah. 
No, I agree. I, listen, I uh, for Julia, who's listening or has probably checked out of this already, like, <laughs> I think that you come from the same cloth that Lainey and I are cut from, which is like, we don't typically go out of our friend group to make other friends. I'm, I don't think she should be so closed off that she couldn't one day forge a friendship over Instagram. But right now she's not fucking jiving with anyone who is wanting to hang out with her. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, thank you, but no, thank you. And I know she's organic. Yeah. Like, I think she's scared because she Mm -hmm. doesn't want to lose like people and she doesn't want people to not like her. But like, it is a little bit oversteppy if you don't, if you guys aren't feeling the same vibe and someone just wants to like go for a coffee date with you. Yeah. Anyway. So like, so say no. Where are we ending? We're just say no. You don't have to hang out with these people. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, don't fucking hang out with these people. Just say Thank you. I would just do the busy thing until they get the hint. And then if they don't get the hint, then say, you know what? Sorry. Like I, I'm like, don't have much time right now um, to, to meet other people. I'm like so busy with my work. Thank you for supporting me. Bye. And then just leave them on fucking red. But you also, also Julia, like set limits, right? I mean, when people DM you, thank you. I love that so much. Your story really resonated with me. Thank you so much. I'm really happy. It means a lot to me. Like, you know, you don't necessarily have to back and forth or continue the back and forth no. unless there are legitimate questions. Hey, I bought this product and I'm wondering if it comes in different colors. Yeah, green and pink. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, when I try to talk to you over DMs on Instagram, you literally treat me like a fan too. You're like, thank you, bye-bye. So it's like <laughs> fucking no harm, no foul. I'm sorry, we text all day. Yeah, but when I randomly Instagram you and DM you, which is like so rare, like... You've left me on red so many times, actually. <laughs> because I just texted you. I know, you. but I'm just saying. I'm not. Well, how, wow, that's so us. We just. <laughs> yeah, just. Anyway, Julia, good luck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Final question. Hi there, Sasha and Lainey. Um, I recently ended a relationship of eight years and started casually dating again and making a few hookup friends. Good for you. I found out that my close best friend has been sharing intimate details about my sexcapades to her ex-boyfriend. Huh? Okay. She's pretty tight-lipped about the type of relationship friendship she has with this ex-boyfriend, mostly because I think she knows that none of us in the friend group cared for him when they were dating four years ago. And let's be honest, he's a turd with a big mouth who loves to stir the pot. That being said, a friend of ours who recently moved back from another province and met with the turd for coffee where he (laughs) divulged to her that he knows everything I've been up to. I'm upset that my friend would tell my personal stories to her ex who I have zero respect for. The problem is if I bring it up to her, I would be outing the friend who met him for coffee. Can I tell her that she betrayed my trust or should I just move on and stop telling her my personal information? She may have had no intention of it getting back to me, but I can't help but feel more angry with her ex-boyfriend for trying to start drama than I am with her. Is my anger misplaced? Annie. Um, okay, so my close best friend. So this person is her best friend and is telling this guy. So right. she told her what best friend about her sex capades and her friend mm-hmm. told her ex-boyfriend. As you do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I want to know, did Annie, this is what, fuck, I wish that we had these people on fucking call or we could just like text them so we could find these answers, which we should probably actually look into. We should do that. Um, We really should. Because what I want to know is, did Annie tell her best friend not to ever say anything? Was she like, this is in the fucking vault? Does she say that in the email? Did I miss that? No. No. So 
Annie, if you didn't exclusively and like fucking make your best friend sign a contract that this shit was like not was on the DL, then I feel like maybe she gets a pass this time because like we all listen, I want to be like, I do not gossip. I do not talk about other people's business. I do. Um, <laughs> fuck you. So do you, bitch. We all do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, we all gossip. We're all shitty people. Um, but if someone asks me not to say something, I will take it to my fucking grave. Like, you know that, right? Like, I will not mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. spill the beans if someone tells me not to. Um, so I would like to know that. So I guess... If Annie didn't tell her friend exclusively not to say anything, then I don't think she can be really super mad at her best friend. What she can do is say, hey, word got out. I heard from somebody. Like, I don't know why she would have to throw that other chick from the other province under the bus. Just be like, I want to make sure that when I tell you about my, like, sexcapades, my hookups, I need that to be between you and me. Please do not tell anybody. Or the next time you have... A story you have to tell her keep this shit in the vault yeah i i i get that but i also like don't understand why you feel like you would be compromising the other friend right i don't who know that told you like right like why are we concerned about that like if this piece of shit asshole mm-hmm. is i don't know going around town and like I don't know what is what drama is he starting? Is he simply saying, "Oh, welcome back to town. Here, let me catch you up on all the shit's going down." So yeah, Annie Joe is out here starting a new business, and oh my god, he cheated on his wife, and uh, Matt and his wife are about to have their third kid, and oh my god, I hate like the older kid is a nightmare. Um, but it's their fault because, you know, they're such neglectful parents. Whatever. What the right? fuck like, are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just making up stories. Okay. And then and then he's like, oh, and welcome back to town. And by the way, Annie, yeah, she's a big hoe. She and her do. <laughs> and she's yeah, she's doing her thing is is like that's so the drama. Kind of drama is he trying to stir up? Is he slut shaming? Probably. You? Because if that's the thing, then, you know, then get fucking righteous. I don't give a shit about your friend who just moved here from another province. Like if some, if she should have been like, Hey, by the way, Brad is slut shaming you. Then you can go fucking balls out on and ham on the whole situation. Right? I, like your reputation is at stake. Not even reputation. This per, this person is perpetuating terrible, um, like perpetuating terrible stereotypes about women and their bodies and sexuality. So, so do even, the crusade, man. Even if he's not like, Annie's the biggest fucking hoe on the street, town bicycle. Even if he's not doing that, she shouldn't have, he shouldn't be fucking talking about her sexual activity, period. Like, that's it, right? Like, slut shaming or not. Like, obviously, Annie's like, I don't want my fucking business out there. But I don't really know why she, like, you're right. Like, I think she should go ham and probably pick the fucking bone with the dude. Like bypass your yeah, friend, like but she's yeah. but she feels like her trust like her trust has been broken with her friend. So I think you can do two things. I think you go to the guy and say, "Stop fucking running your mouth, piece of shit turd face." And then I think you can go to your friend and just say, "Hey, I've been hearing turd man talking about my shit. I don't know if you told him or not, but like heads up, seven up. Next time I do tell you about 
my hookups, that's between you and me. Don't be talking about it with anybody else. Right? Well, I mean, we all know that people talk when they're fucking. What do like, you mean? Clearly, Annie's best friend yeah. is fucking turd. Oh, right. Okay. Right? Yes. And <laughs> frankly, in, in the science of life, yeah. no matter what you say to a friend, you will never be able to control what they say when they're in bed with someone. Okay. It's a fact of life. Do you agree? I have kept things from Corey that people have told me not to say. But fine. Sure. But fine. There's no guarantee so, is what I'm but saying. But what is the guarantee? The guarantee is, Annie, you don't tell your best friend shit. Or you just take it to this asshole and be like, what the fuck? You know, stop slut shaming me or creating all this drama. Everything's fine. You know, shut it down. Okay. So go right, right? to it and confront the issue. Shut it down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess like, you know, she was like, but maybe her wanna... main concern isn't the turd. Her main concern is the friend. That's what I'm getting from this email, which is like, I, uh, well, no, she does say like, is it unwarranted where I'm putting my anger? But she's also like, I feel like my trust has been broken with my friend. I don't think that you, to me, I don't think you need to, you should see it as your trust being broken, like actively. Like this was an intentional betrayal. Yeah. I think, as you said, your friend has like, your friend has a mega hang up with this guy. She can't quit him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. She's, uh, you could say, like, she has a problem. This guy has her, her whatever, Achilles heel, yeah. her addiction, whatever. They're fucking. Or at least Wanting she wants to. to be fucking. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. So this is not about, like, you and her actively betraying. Your friend has an, a problem. Yeah. Okay. So either you just don't tell the friend anything anymore about your sex life, knowing that she has this problem, who is a turd, or you go straight to this piece of shit and you say, shut this down now. Right. Okay. Stop the drama. Or both. like, you know, both. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And instead you can just talk up how, what an awesome woman I am, like the catch of the town. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right? Totally. You yeah. could do better PR for me. Yeah. You'd be like, everybody wants this girl. Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's okay. Good. I think we, we have not solved the... any of the world's problems. But we've solved um, three, three-ish problems. Well, I have a major hair oil problem. I know. I, I keep on seeing you. Like, you're not actually looking at me while talking to me. You're just looking at your hair. <laughs> I don't know if we should bookmark this podcast with your hair again. Fuck? Like, it actually... It, I wish it looks damp. No, it, I don't need to feel it. It looks damp. I can see it from the screen. It looks damp and it looks wet. It just looks a little bit greasy. Yeah. No, but to feel it is like I have gel in there. I've had when I didn't put any. I've had that before, to be quite honest with you. But that was because well, was I it hormones. Well, I don't know. I probably told myself it was hormones, but I think it was also I wasn't washing the shampoo out of my hair properly. Are you doing that? And yeah. Are you? Because if I wasn't, why would it be like fine everywhere else? I'm going to say hormones. You're just old. We're old. You're old. I have necklines. I need to get rid of I them. I feel Your like over secretion of oil is a young Youth. thing. That's true. But I also yeah. think it might skew old as well. Anyway. Ooh, <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Oh my God. Everybody. But wait, wait. And thank you to everyone <laughs> who took my desperation and 
put it in their heart and then wrote really nice reviews on iTunes. It's so desperate of me. I felt so gross, but I was so, so embarrassed. I, I was very embarrassed for myself too after that. Like I was maybe like, yes, should you cut all of that out? But listen, some people wrote nice things and that's really nice. And that made my, my it made my day. So did they write mean things about me? No, Which we no, I don't them. want that to happen right now. Why? Because you your hair is really greasy. I feel bad for you now. (laughs) There's sympathy. But anyway, thank you for everyone. It smells nice. Mm. Do you ever rub the back of your scalp? No, you've done this. I I wash my hair. You've asked me to smell your scalp many times and it's gross. I I wash my hair every day so my scalp doesn't ever accumulate smell. Except it did a few months ago because I – I guess hormones, it reeked like fucking shit, like so bad because I was washing my hair every day. I was like, why the fuck would it reek? And I I only found out because I had this lingering smell and I was like, is that me? And then I hugged Corey one day. He was like, your hair reeks. <laughs> anyway, I had to change my shampoo and it worked. Mm. My shampoo was okay. creating weird bacteria, gross smell on my scalp. It was disgusting. But I changed my shampoo and within a week it was done. So you need to change your shampoo. And if that's okay, if well, it doesn't I change it, it today. I head and shoulders okay. today. Well, that didn't work. So you're gonna have to find another shampoo. Fuck. Anyway, right. keep your questions coming to me. <laughs> Sasha at ladygossip.com. <laughs> um, and definitely leave comments and reviews. Nice ones for Sasha, please. No, no, we can't um, we don't do that again because I'm gross. That's disgusting yeah. that I'm begging. Okay. Then just be honest now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> back to being honest (laughs) go back to being honest (laughs) Um, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts Uh, we will be back next time bye bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.